This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! What's up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by Badass Husband Mastermind. Go to badasshusband.com to get more information, but let me tell you a little bit about it. Guys, who is in your corner? Like literally, who is in your corner? Who's your accountability? Who's your backup? Who's your encouragement? Who is going to kick your ass when you need it? We all need ass kicking sometimes, and it does feel really good to kick other people's ass in a good way. We focus on five key areas, body, brain, beliefs, bank, and board. That covers all of who you are as a human. And guys, if you want to level up, women, if you're listening to this and you want your husband to level up, get him in this group right now. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and there's everywhere to have high accountability, high encouragement, and we set goals and we get stuff done. So go to badasshusband.com right now. Get in this group. I promise you, you will love it. It will change your life. Larry, welcome to the show. We love you. Uh, So if you guys are just joining us, if you haven't listened to the show before, we have had Larry on uh, before. So Larry, it's good to have you back, brother. Why don't you tell, uh, introduce yourself to our guests, my man. It's good to be back. Uh, So I'm an imperfect moronic father, also (laughs) founder of the Dad Edge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get my hands dirty and make mistakes every day. That's just, that's just life of dad. Married. I just celebrated 19 years with Jessica. I've known her for 26 years. Holy crap. I have four boys. Last time I counted, uh, 16, 14, eight, and six. You ever want to know what it's like raising four boys? Just imagine a drunk fraternity party that you never leave and no one wants to sleep. That's my life. I say things out loud that I never thought I'd say to another human being. Like, why is there a half eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the sink in the bathroom? And how did it even get there? That's a true story. Happens. Oh yeah. Nothing. So we have this, we have this running joke in our house that like, if we ask each other, like, what is this? Right. Like, why the is answer, this thing there? The answer well, yeah. is just kids yeah. and like the crust of grossness that they leave <laughs> everywhere. It's like, oh, oh yeah. that's kid crust. It's like, don't even ask. I have a really funny, can I tell a really funny story? This is Absolutely. loads of like funny TMI in a way. So uh, when our kids were little, we have two boys and they're, they're 15 months apart. So they're super close. Everyone thinks they're twins. And one day we were cleaning, I was cleaning my kiddo's bed and he was like four and I reach under his, like I pick up his pillow and underneath his pillow, no. listen, no. he had gotten into our side drawer, gotten a condom out, totally clean, not, not gross, not you, not nothing. And he had stuck like, um, little car, like hot wheels in it. So he had like that. a condom full of hot wheels <laughs> underneath his pillow. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like you don't even know. So yeah. Why is this here? Kids. 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 That's why. I, I thought that was going to be, I thought you were going to say like a soiled diaper. No, no, like, no. I, I was waiting to hear poop filled diaper. No, no. It that was just a hot wheels. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't surprise me. So Larry, it's, it's super awesome to uh, have you back on. You know, I've been following the show for a number of years now yeah. and it seems like you're just like 
exponentially you're on fire growing dude. and leveling up and like the guests and the caliber of stuff that you're doing is awesome it's inspiring to me as a man and i know it's inspiring to other wives too mm-hmm. like okay this is a bar that he's setting mm-hmm. you know thankfully my husband is listening or doing these similar activities to to keep on improving so good job man uh thank you for thank you, thank you for all that you do yeah that's awesome yeah yeah right on so let's just dive dive right in yeah you talked about before we started rolling like you talked about legacy i can't remember you worded it really well so why don't you say what we're all going to talk about and then we got loads of questions for you yeah so um i'm really in this season here lately so we're we're in the midst now right now you guys are catching us at a really cool moment which is we're planning the dad edge summit here in Mm -hmm. st louis in october and what we're calling is it legacy leadership. So that's our theme. We're going to be teaching men more about leadership, leading themselves, their wives, their families, uh, their kids, the whole nine yards. And we're really big on this, this legacy aspect because when I first started getting involved with self-development, I remember, you know, I'm like, oh, well, this self-development, you know, my own growth and all that kind of starts and stops with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's just something I do and it's not. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a few examples. Um, it does not start and stop with you. The things that that men do and the things that we don't do, it's going to have this ripple effect into your kids mm-hmm. and even your grandkids. So like for, I'll, I'll give you a great example. We just got back from vacation uh, last week. We were in Florida and I'm one of those dads where I love playing with my kids in the pool. I love being able to toss my kids in the pool and, you know, I looked at the pool that we were at and there was well over a hundred dads. How many do you think were playing with their kids? Probably just you. Yep. And I'm not saying that to sound self-serving or like, Oh wow, look at me. Mm -hmm. I actually took a photo of the scenery that I was seeing. I had, there was one guy that was on the side of the pool and he had a cooler of Michelob ultra and he just kept slamming beers back. And he was there. I counted for over three hours. And he just kept doing 180 degree turns where he would sit on the step and look out at the pool. And then he would turn back around, grab another beer, take his phone out from under the towel, get on his phone for like 15, 20 minutes. His wife came and sat next to him. They didn't talk. His son came up to him, asked him to play four times that I counted, didn't want to play with him. And I was like, I was sitting there thinking to myself, so a bunch of dads boozed up, numbed out on their phones, checked out. And I'm like, this is sad. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what, this is what these kids are seeing. Mm -hmm. Ain't ain't not on my watch. It's not. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to cause a scene. And I did. And I started taking my eight-year-old, my six-year-old and I'm tossing them and I'm throwing, I did this for days. Mm -hmm. And my 16-year-old comes out. Actually, my wife actually took a video of this. I had no clue she was even videoing. He's like, can I throw my baby bros with you? And I'm like, heck yeah, you can get in here. Mm -hmm. So he's throwing them, right? And 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 then he's like, he gave me a hug. And and the cool thing that I saw there, there's a couple of cool things that happened. Number one, I saw my son a preview of probably the type of dad he's going to be. And my wife actually got this really amazing photo that I put on social media of literally us launching. I had the bigger brother, he had the little brother. They're up in the air and they have their hands up. <laughs> and both of us are like, have these big smiles on our face. And you see like, these zombies like in the background of these Mm -hmm. dudes. Right. And and moms too. Yeah. And so the last day that we were there, um, tossing my kids and all the stuff, this guy comes up to us and he's like, he's like, Hey man, he's like, would it be weird if I toss my son's been watching you guys? Would it be weird if I threw my kid and like alongside you guys? I was like, no man, get in here. 
So here, here's what I'll tell you about that. Uh, a couple things. Other people watch us, mm -hmm. right? They watch how we operate. And the things that we do or don't do are very contagious. Mm. So perhaps that guy and his son needed to see somebody else go first. And we did. Mm -hmm. And that was a beautiful thing that happened. The final thing that was really, really cool was my son at the end of that trip put his arm around me and he said, I'm really proud to be your son. And I was like, oh. how much money do you want? Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was just kidding. I was like, why, why do you say that? He's like, you're the only dad who was playing with us. Oh, and that's I was awesome. Like, I was like, man, I, I appreciate that. I was like, but I'm really proud of you too. I was like, because I got to see a glimpse of the kind of dad you're going to be with you throwing your brothers around. Yeah. Cool. And, he, and so that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I see. You know, if, if you're a dad of little kids, you might not see that yet, but your kids are watching and other people are watching. Mm -hmm. And as your kids get older, you get these glimpses of them of how they're going to operate. And they're also watching you even more. And they're really, really taking in the things that are caught, not taught. Mm -hmm. So yeah, legacy work. Yeah, that, that's one thing I was going to say. That reminds me of that saying, more is caught than taught. So dads, yeah. your kids are watching you no matter what, right? Like a hawk. Agreed. They are making their own assumptions, their own. So, you know, we oftentimes we talk about family of origin, right? Like we're a product of the family that we come from, like biological. Yeah. No matter, you know, if you didn't have a dad, if you, you know, your mom and dad were together, that's where you learn all the stuff on how to be a family, right? And more is caught than taught. And I'm so glad that you are highlighting that. And here's the thing. Some guys, maybe if they're in kind of a wrongheaded kind of way, will hear that and go, oh, Larry thinks he's a badass. You know, you threw his kids in the pool or stuff like But I mean, that's only a reflection of how they're thinking and where they're at right now. But you sharing that win just with us is like, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about, yeah. man. That is what it's about. And it makes me think of two, two things. It makes me excited for more opportunities for me to have experiences with my kids that way. And then sometimes, because we all have like, you know, that other self-talk narrative, right? That we fight every day. Sometimes when I hear stories like that, and even when I, when, even when I do amazing things like that, this other voice comes in and goes, reminds me of like when I wasn't doing things like that, mm -hmm. you know, like when I was being a jerk or like not being present with my kid. And I'm like, shit, ugh. But that makes me strive even more, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I, I take my kids camping every year. We go, it's, it's very primitive. There's no anything out there, no bathrooms, no nothing. So it's, we have to do it Open all ourselves. Woods. Yeah, which is awesome. Trust me. I have so many stories about that. And like the, the kids and even our little daughter doing it too. I'm like, yes, that's what it is. They love it. Yeah, they, they love it. But anyway, we just got back. We went two weeks ago this time, you know, two nights, three days, way up in the woods you know we're seeing everything we're swimming we're picking berries we're eating we're just getting filthy dirty <laughs> awesome you know cooking our own food cooking steaks up there and i was like you know around the campfire i was like hey kids you know tell me one thing that you really love about your mom you know and they were saying all this stuff you know and then i was like tell me one thing and this wasn't selfish it was me wanting to get an inside view into how they're thinking hey tell me something about like you know me like as a dad like what do you think like me and mom work together all this stuff and my oldest son said one thing that's really cool. He's like, Dad, I really appreciate you doing stuff like this with us, you know, and like, so I can learn from you, you know, whether that's like how to build a campfire, like how to skin a deer, how to skin a deer. We didn't go hunting this time, you know, but we, we would have, but we just didn't see anything. Um, how to pitch a tent, 
how to chop firewood. I mean, our, I have a videos of my little daughter holding an axe, splitting wood. I'm so like, cute. that is awesome. That is so Rad. cool. And, and it's just small things like that. It's like the yeah. power, the power of a present dad mm. is so, I mean, it's, it's like energetically mm. one of the most powerful things in right. the universe. Well, the small things yeah. are the big things in that relationship. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, just absolutely. That. So, so tell thank me, you for I highlighting I would love that. to know, like, with all the men that you work with and the years that you've been doing what you're doing, what is it that you see that stops men from, like, you talked about men just giving up. Like, what is, is there a pattern? Is there a, what do you see? Like, tell us your insight on why that's happening and how to remedy it, I guess. Mm. All right, so I'm, I'll get a little. So Seth might like this because I'll get a little psychological, and 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 feel free to correct me because I don't know like the the lingo lingo. But I, I'll tell you what I see from a third grader perspective, and he can <laughs> he can chime in with his master's degree in psychology. Um, so he, here's number one I see is this: it's the oh man, how do I? It's the it's it's the conclusion that men have about themselves, not the perception. The conclusion. Gary John Bishop talks about this a lot. You know, the conclusion, not the perception. Mm -hmm. Conclusion is like, this is how I operate, even though I get really, really excited about the new thing I'm going to go do. So, like for instance, let's take a guy or or, or a woman. Doesn't matter. It's like I'm finally going to get healthy and fit, and I'm going to sign up for the for the gym. I'm going to hire a trainer, mm -hmm. and they're great for three weeks, and they fall right back into their old patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's because they don't view themselves as I am a healthy individual on a health journey to improve my health for myself and other people around me. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're like, deep down, I am an unhealthy person that doesn't eat right, that makes poor choices, and it's just who I am. Mm -hmm. But on the surface, I'm really, really excited about this new thing. And then they go do it. And then they're like, oh, fall right back into what they were. Yeah. See that a lot where guys will get super excited about some sort of growth mm -hmm. and then they fall off the rails and then they just, that's what they do. That's the pattern. Mm -hmm. The second one is this, that I see a lot, which is I'm going to do these new things that I learn and I expect that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I teach in, in the Alliance is, and I'll just use conversations. Okay. Cause they're pretty easy. Go to every conversation with curiosity and appreciation, mm. not expectation and agenda. Mm -hmm. It's human nature for us to have expectation and agenda. So like, for instance, what a lot of men will do, <laughs> I do this a lot on our kickoff calls with, with guys in, in the data edge Alliance. It's an hour long kickoff call. You know, that we all get to know each other, you know, why they're there, what they want to do and all that. And most of the time they're there for marriage. And I have the guys text their wives on the call. I'm like, well, what do you guys say? We connect with your wife right now. And what, and I just leave it at that. And I say, here's what I want you to text your wife. Everybody hold up their phone. They do bring her, bring her name up. What is something I currently do that makes you feel most loved? Mm. Now, here's what I'll tell you. How many of you guys are hoping and they'll do it. How many of you guys are hoping with every part of your being that she's, the skies are going to open up or you expect that she's going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to ask this new question. The skies are going to open up and she's going to be so receptive and she's going to tell me and she's going to do this and she's going to do that. What do you think happens to 50% of the guys? They, they get disappointed. And I'm just thinking like, you know, they might receive a text that says, uh, I'll feel loved if you wash the effing dishes. And they're like, right. what? Right. And they get disappointed. <laughs> right. right. Or, or the, the most popular response is, 
that's really random. Why are you asking me? I know. This? What What's did wrong? you do? Yeah. yeah. What did you do, right? Yeah. Who are you? Where's so, my husband? <laughs> exactly. Now, what most men will do is they'll go to, they'll do something new with the expectation it's going to flip this switch and everything in my life is going to change and it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. So I explained to the guys, how many of you guys think that that's going to happen? And some hands will go up and some won't. How many of you, and then I'll ask, how many of you guys think your wife is going to feel like you, you just got out of like some doctor's appointment and you're dying? <laughs> like, that's really random. Why are you asking me this? Or how many do you think, how many of you guys think your wife is going to respond negatively? Mm -hmm. Some hands will go up. So I explained to them, be curious and be appreciative. If she responds with, that's really random. Why are you asking me this? What's really happening for her is you're operating outside the norm that she's used to you operating within. So mm -hmm. she's wondering what is going on here. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you reassure her, give her certainty, right? Which is safety as well. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know what? I've really been thinking a lot lately. I haven't been curious about you for a long time. And to be honest, I just want to start dating my wife again. So what is, some, what is something I do that makes you feel most loved? Mm -hmm. Provide that certainty. But a lot of men will do is, is they will stop. Be like, well, I knew it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. See, I Threw tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tried. See, whatever. Right back into old patterns. So they try something new. They go to it with expectation and agenda, not appreciation and curiosity. And then they get let down, they get frustrated and they give up. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. Um, the other thing is this. Um, I see this a lot. In order for me to be strong, I have to go at it alone because I'm a lone wolf and I'm strong. Mm. Here's what I'll tell you about the lone wolf. You're hitting home, brother. <laughs> Preach it. Right? Preach keep it. talking. Keep Let's talking. Let's go. Well, I used to love the lone wolf, right? Mm -hmm. I remember one of my favorite movies back in the day was Chuck Norris, Lone Wolf McQuaid, right? <laughs> you know, Rambo, the lone wolf. He doesn't need anybody. He destroys entire armies all by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? My grandpa used to call Rambo Dumbo. Oh. He's like, oh, you're watching Rambo Dumbo. They know that's real. He's like, I was in World War II. That doesn't happen, Larry. Oh, so anyway, man. here's the story of the lone wolf that no one, no one shares with men. Mm-hmm. There's two scenarios that happen with the lone wolf. The lone wolf has either lost the pack and now he's going to die because another predator is going to take him down or he's going to starve to death because they hunt in packs mm -hmm. or he's old. He knows he's going to die and he leaves the pack. The two results are the same. Mm. Lone wolf dies mm. without the pack. Mm -hmm. The pack is only strong because of the wolf and the wolf is strong because of the pack. And a lot of men have this idea, this crazy idea. Well, I don't need anybody. I go at life alone. Physically, I'm surrounded by people, but mentally and emotionally, I live life alone. Therefore, I'm strong. That man crumbles. Mm -hmm. You really want to you really want to get a man give a man some strength? Put him around other like-minded men that have his best interests at hand. Exactly. That's how he becomes strong. Mm -hmm. That's legit. One 100% legit. like you Melanie was pointing at the lone wolf kind of thing and I think the way that guys grow up, just our culture is like, okay, yeah, let's white knuckle it. You got to be stoic. You got to be macho and all this stuff, which yes, there's a part of me that likes to do hard shit and just, you know, push yourself right. But you can go, you can go faster alone, but you go farther together, right? Yeah. And yeah. That, that is a saying that I have to remind myself because I love, or used to, kind of still do, love to go out there and be the lone wolf and get the kill whatever that is, you know, like, I mean, literally it could be a deer or an elk more often. It's like a new client or a new thing. Like, okay, we're bringing this in. Look what I brought home. Hell yeah. You know, but I did it alone. 
right? But all the great people that I follow and read, guys like yourself who's doing stuff, you're not doing this alone, right? You're not doing this alone. And when I remind myself of that and go, oh, wait a minute, first of all, I have a life partner right here. Her name's Melanie Studley, who is awesome. Studley. (laughs) Studley. When I leverage her into that, guess what? The whole experience is usually better for myself, for her, and whoever we are helping or serving, or, Mm -hmm. you know, especially our kids and stuff like that. So, guys, the white knuckle bullshit, I can do this alone. If you could have done it um, alone already, you would have done it by now. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I tell that's what I tell my guys and like coaching clients and stuff is like all this stuff that you're wanting to do. It's like you gotta get a coach, you gotta get a therapist, mm-hmm. you gotta have a team of people who, like you said, like-minded men and women who are like, Yeah, we're sharing wins, we're having goals, we hold each other accountable. That's where you really go far. Mm-hmm. And I I honestly I have to remind myself that daily, right. whether in a journal or a prompt in my stuff, because man, it sneaks up quick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, I want to ask you a question too. This is like sort of related. I'm just more curious about your take on this and if you've seen this. But like, do you see that many men who are hesitant or sort of on, they're that lone wolf, they're out on the fringes, they're not the one throwing their kids in the pool. Do most of those men have like, for lack of a better way of saying it, like father wounds, you know what I mean? Like, is there stuff that's unhealed or is that an assumption that I'm making? Man, that... Such a good question. Uh, the The answer to your question is is I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a, it's on an individual basis. Right. But I here's here's the good news that I think. What I think we're seeing, and I didn't see it at that pool, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But what I think we're seeing now is men are completely reframing how they go about fatherhood with this generation of fathers. So mm-hmm. Seth, our generation of fathers and the kids that we're raising, uh, we're seeing men raise their hand and say, I want to do this differently. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily because I have father, father wounds. Mm-hmm. Some of them have good experiences. Right. Some of them have mediocre and some of them have bad, but a lot of them are saying, I want to do this better. I want more. I want a better connection, but they're also like, I just don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe this is the answer to your question, Melanie, because I think it's a beautiful question. I think that guys that don't know, like, I like, I'm looking at all these guys out at the pool, right? I guarantee a high percentage of them would agree with what I just said. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, I just don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. It becomes paralysis by analysis. And Mm -hmm. they just sort of like do this wash, rinse, repeat. What I call it, what we call the drift, Mm -hmm. where I get up every morning, I take my shower, I have my coffee, I go to the bathroom, I go to a job that I don't necessarily love. I have this mediocre marriage because that's what marriage is supposed to be. I have this, you know, my, my teenagers are driving me crazy because that's what teenagers do and, and uh, yada, 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 right? And what I, would, what I would challenge men to think is to think better and to think bigger because that isn't what life is meant to be. You can literally grab life, sorry for being crude, Melanie, but grab life by the balls. Do you know me? And 
Right, I know, right? Say it, it twice. <laughs> the balls. So balls. Grab life by the balls. Learn a few <laughs> things. Implement them. You know, and and here's here's what I'll tell you. The, the the final thing that I'll tell you. Our kids only have 18 summers with us. We they we we were not meant to. We as human beings, I I'm a true believer in God. God didn't put us here to be like, yeah, go go live a a mediocre low level life. That's what I want for you. Mm-hmm. It's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like what God wants, like think about your own. If you think I'm lying, like think about your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my kids to be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. C and D student, whatever. Yeah. I'm not really focused on my health. I really don't want to sports is not my thing. I just want to sit around and play video games. Cause that's what everybody does or watch TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I would be like, uh, no, it's not how we live life. Come on, man. Right. And that's not how my kids live life. And that's not how we were meant to live life. That's not what we want for our kids. Why do we want that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that makes me think of something. And I was reading, I'm always reading or listening to something, right? Um, which is good. Guys do that. If you're not, be, be growing, growing your, your brain in that way. I was listening to something and it was talking about like, and not to get, you know, super, you know, woo-woo or spiritual or anything, yeah, but it was, it was like just mentioning the idea of, of heaven on earth, you know, and like in the context of like, oh, you know, not like, oh, I mean, we, we grew up Christian, you know, not that context of like, oh, angels and golden bridges and Trumpets. stuff like that. <laughs> Trumpets. But it's like, I, the way that I took it was like, oh, wait a minute. This is a, a new realization of we humans, right? We can create like our own version of heaven on earth. And so you guys stay with me here. I'm not, I'm not saying anything crazy, but I'm saying like in, in the vein of lifestyle design or actually living your best self, like you and I know, like our kids, if they're just, you know, eating pizza and, you know, doing video games all day, I say to them, Mariner, guys, there's way more, mm-hmm. there's way more to this. And you can create that. If you want to go outside, go to the skate park, we'll go on a hike, we'll go swimming, we'll go fishing, we'll do any of this stuff. We'll go snowboarding. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's again, that, that, that thought just hit me yesterday. It's like, oh, we are capable mm-hmm. of having amazing relationships with our wives, with our spouses, with other men, with mm-hmm. other women. We can create what we want. It actually is in our control. I heard a quote yesterday that um, a victim, men- victim mentality benefits no one, mm. no one ever. And yep. if we are playing that victim, you're certainly not benefiting yourself. You're certainly not benefiting others around you. So if you can shift your paradigm to go, wait a minute, I can, this is possible. Like if they're watching guys like you or Mm -hmm. Frisella or Goggins or us even, or other marriage resource stuff, it's like, okay, they have it. So because they have it and they talk about it and they Mm -hmm. live it and are creating that legacy, you have equal opportunity to do the same. My coach, you probably know him, Cody Jefferson, told me a long time ago, is like, dude, if you don't do this, if you don't quit your full-time job, if you don't create this you know, marriage stuff, this marriage podcast, this coaching biz, this, these masterminds, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. So what's the big deal? Somebody else will do it. Why not you? Why not you? And I was like, shit, well, uh, what I, there's I, no good reason. There, there is not a reason for that. Yeah. So then that, that shifted my paradigm, right? 
So again, I'm not Let getting woo woo. I'm not getting woo woo like okay, create heaven on earth. But I'm like, no, you can have these things. Right. It takes an ass load of work and determination, but you can do it. But heaven is like health, and and what I love about it is yeah. that you said something like, um, men, you how, you put it in such a good way. Oh, the victim, like men are out here if you're being a victim, but they don't know what the victor looks like. So someone yeah. like Larry goes out into the pool and chucks his kid around, and they go, oh, oh that's what this looks like. That's what health looks like with kids. That's what a good dad looks like. And maybe I could do that. It's like, there isn't, there aren't enough models, especially now that we have phones, like sucking our attention away from everything all the time and all of that stuff. But I I love the idea of like, how can we model this for men? How can we talk about it and help cast a vision for them? So they go, Oh wait, that's what it looks like. And I'm going to tell a little story here just this last weekend I'm getting off the high of like the best women's coaching retreat ever. So I just did a retreat out here at a lake house and we were, uh, we were like getting ready to go all the, like several of the ladies had already flown home, but there was like a handful of us left. Seth came to the lake and then the, the few remaining ladies and I were there with our kids. We were all in like on paddle boards and in kayaks in a line and we had tied all of them together, just being silly, right? Like our kids and these women in women's group coaching and Seth and we're all in the lake. And I had this like this like real awareness moment of like, this is what life is all about. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I could make all the money in the world. It's never going to get better than this. Like it doesn't get better than this. I'm present. We're here. We're living at our fullest selves and we're not bajillionaires. We don't have the, you know, C-suite corner office, whatever, because that's not what life is all about. And as dads, I encourage you, like take the risk that you took, get out in the pool Throw your kid around. See what that looks like. Imagine what it would feel like to feel that fulfilled and that enriched. And it feels like that, like heaven's on earth. It's right here. What would that feel like? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the things I love about watching you, Larry, is like you show me. Like your, like when you did your, um, what is it called with your son? You did the, the fitness competition, mm-hmm. like the bodybuilding I stuff. Show, yeah. I was like, which is rad, by the way. It's the coolest thing ever. Like. What dad wouldn't feel awesome if his kid was looking at him with the amount of admiration that your kid looked at you? Like what dad wouldn't want? That's like the pinnacle of it, you know? And it just is really cool. So I, I'm so thankful for how you show up all the time for your listeners and your men, because it helps me see what a, like an awesome dude can do, an awesome dad can do. And it's, I don't know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so inspiring and Thank exciting. You. Yes. Can, so, I, can I share one quick reflection yeah, on that? It. I promise I'll be fast. Seth, Don't got a be question. fast. Say it. Um, so my son, Mason, told me last June in 2021 that he wants to do a bodybuilding show. I, I used I used to do them. I'm not a big guy. Um, I just, when I've done them in the past, I just try to get as lean as I can. Um, but my my competition days are over. I actually made a promise to Jessica back in 2011. She's like, please, please don't ever do these again. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I won't. So, um, I did, I hadn't in 11 years. So, uh, Mason told me to June of 2021, he's like, I want to do a bodybuilding show. And I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, they don't have bodybuilding shows for 13 and 14 year olds. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, he's like, he's like, Google it. So I did. Turns out there were three of them in 2022. Mm-hmm. Never said another word about it. Never said another word about it. That was June, December 31st, 2021. We're sitting there. I'm throwing back beers. I'm about 190 five pounds, 200 pounds, probably 20% body fat, little, little fluffy. <laughs> and we're going around the table talking about what are we going to do big this year is Hagner team Hagner, right? Everybody goes with their tradition. It's Mason's birthday on the first as well. So he blows out his candle. He, uh, he tells me, he's like, well, we're doing that show. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Mm. 
And he's like, yeah, we're doing that. And Mason's a fit kid anyway. And he's like, yeah, we're doing that show in, in, in April. And I get out my calendar. I was like, Mason, that's 16 weeks away. He goes, yeah. Yeah, we're doing the show. And I was like, Mason, I'm in no shape to do a show. I need, I need at least six months to train. And he's like, we get to hang out every day. Mm. I was like, sign me up. Oh, and yeah. to be honest, and and I, I, I didn't care at that point. I was like, there, there was a part of me. I was like, I want to look like I'm ready for the show because I don't want to embarrass my son. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be embarrassed either. You're basically up there naked. Yeah, and um, so I, I dieted hard for the show, and it worked really well. And I, I lost thirty pounds, dropped a seven percent body fat, so it worked. But I'm talking to my son. This might make me a, a little bit emotional. Um, I ended up doing well in the show. I got, I got second in one category, second in two categories, fourth in another. He got second in both his categories and one best poser in the whole show, which was really cool. And then afterwards we're sitting down. He's like, are you happy that you got what you did? And I was like, I told Mason, I gave my medals to my little kids. I go, uh, I go, Mason, I, I could give a shit less. I was like, I really do. I was like, for me, that was a bonus. I was like, you want to know why I really did this? I was like, when you told me <clears throat> that me and Mason have this very connected yet very disconnected relationship. He's a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot in common, but we also butt heads. I was like, Mason, when you told me that we would train together every day, just me and you, I didn't give a shit about the show mm-hmm. for me it was just being able to hang out with you being able to talk to you i looked at it as an opportunity that we could have conversations and a connection and something that we could look back on literally we'll both go to our deathbed and we will never forget that journey mm-hmm. and that's why i did it i was like i could have gotten last in the whole show and i would still have this beautiful sense of that I have right now, which for me, I've done several shows, but for me, that one was the peak of the mountain mm-hmm. and it wasn't, had nothing to do with the results. It was everything to do with the journey with that young man. Yeah. So sorry about that. Dude, Don't apologize. No, man. no apology needed. That, that, that is gold. That is what dads need to hear because I guarantee to you. Every man who hears what we just talked about will go, uh, may, maybe three things. Man, I wish I had that. Mm. Or I do have those experiences. Thank God that I'm showing up. Or three, I could never do that mm. kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like that is an investment. I mean, you 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 could have you could have bought five a thousand shares of Amazon or Tesla right when they came out for two dollars or something, and they would not be worth what that mm. was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like dads, you heard Larry, you're hearing what I'm saying. Invest in your kids because it is an investment in yourself, especially like dads with boys. Don't even get me started with dads with daughters, like. <laughs> Forget it, right? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the way that she looks at me, I'm just like, oh, oh this, I'm, I'm dying inside every time with joy, right? Yeah. 
and, and like fierceness kind of thing. But it's like, dads, you got to hear that. If you're not doing it, if you think, oh, that sounds amazing. I have so much regret. You can change. It can be different. And I know, you, you, I think you told this story the first time you were on, and I know that you've told it in a couple of places, but um, you didn't have that kind of dad, you know? No. You didn't have that kind of dad. And there was a, a very pivotal moment with you and your son where you scared him, right? You know, and if you want to tell that story, you can. And that is when you like put your line in the sand. It was like, never again, I'm changing forever kind of thing. And a lot of dads have those experiences, but sometimes they fizzle out, but you obviously didn't. And I'm not fizzling out either. But what was that? Not the story so much, but like what kept you on that path? Because I want you to tell like your experience in that so other guys can go, all right, I can do this. I, I, I see strength in Larry. I see this possibility. I'm going to keep on that path. Like what, what kept you on that path? So um, for me, uh, the story that you're talking about was, was also Mason, but Mason was four at the time, not 14. Mm. Uh, I grew up very unique, chaotic sort of environment. My mom and biological father were married. I was born. I think they got divorced when I was like nine months old, never knew him. Um, long story short, never knew him until I met him for the first time when I was 12. We had like this really quick six month relationship. He was married, uh, two year old son, another one on the way, hung out for six months. And then he left again. Uh, I ran into him by accident when I was 30 in a Starbucks, total fluke, mm -hmm. total fluke. And now we've had a good relationship ever since he's a very successful entrepreneur, married to the same woman over 40 years. I have two younger half brothers. We have a good relationship now. My mom was married a total of three times. Men were constantly in and out of my life. Always the same type of guy, though. Mm -hmm. Different guy, different face, different name, but partier, drugs, alcohol, abusive. So when I became a father for the first time when I was 30, I was like, I'm going to do this differently. Well, I wasn't doing it very differently. I mean, I wasn't doing all that, but mm -hmm. I was sort of half in, half out, but I was kind of quick to temper. Didn't really have a great relationship with my wife. Um, was great at my job. Uh, and that's where I sought, sought a lot of validation. Mason was four at the time when this incident happened. I always swore to myself, I'm never going to put my hands on my kids in anger. And Mason stepped out of line when he was four as a four-year-old would, they all do. Right. But when you're a new dad and you're an idiot, um, I spanked him. And unfortunately I spanked him hard and he, he lost his balance and he hit the ground. And when I saw my son fall, I was like, holy crap. And I went to go pick him up and he looked at me like I was a monster. Like mm -hmm. he looked at me like he was terrified of me. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? And that was the line in the sand. And that's where I, that's where the learning began. And he, here's, here's what I'll tell you. We have this super crazy, odd perception. If you really, really, really think about it, you have this odd perception. It's kind of like when you look behind the curtain and you see what McDonald's is really made out of. And a hamburger still looks like a regular hamburger after it's been sitting there for 20 years. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, that's what I've been eating. <laughs> yeah. But I really started looking at things in my life that I was, I was decent at. Right. So I was decent at fitness and that kind of thing because I studied it. I mean, I actually have my undergrad degree in that, you know, in, in sports medicine, nutrition, exercise science, and nutrition, and nutrition. I said that twice, but anyway, um, I, I, went to school for that. So I knew all about it. Mm -hmm. I got my, I got my first job in medical device sales. I was great at sales, but, but it was always because I was going through constant continuing education on sales and 
customer interaction and communication and all these things. I was doing martial arts at the time, had done martial arts for 10, 10 plus years, was pretty good at it. And I, well, what's, what's the common denominator there? Well, I show up to class. I have a coach. I have someone who's teaching me. I, I practice. Mm -hmm. What have I done in marriage and parenting? Nothing like nothing. So here's, here's an interesting analogy for you. And by the way, feel free to share this with your clients if you want. Cause when I share this with clients, they're like, yeah, that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> if you think about a marriage license, you go apply for a marriage license and you get it. Yeah. We don't even do that with a driver's license. Mm -hmm. You have to go to driver's ed. Maybe mm -hmm. you have to go take a test written and then also behind the wheel. Then you get your license. Right. Right. Think about if you were to teach, okay, in order for you to be able to get married, you have to take a course on marital conversational excellence, how to create more intimacy with your wife, and basically being on the same page as parents, like your your mm -hmm. core values as a parent, mm -hmm. how you're going to lead your kids, that type of thing. Not that you would be a pass or fail, but it'd be very revealing mm -hmm. to know where where does this other person, where are we at in our journeys, right? So when I started really looking at those things, I was like, well, wait a second, maybe I can just learn these things. Because if you really think about how we go about marriage, it's like, oh, best time in your life. Don't worry, you'll figure it out. <laughs> That's crazy to me at this point. Like right. wing it. Yeah. Like we, we wouldn't do that. Like if you were to go to an oral surgeon to get, you know, a tooth extracted and you're like, hey, you know, how long have you been doing this? Oh, I just started today. <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Oh, I didn't. But, you know, I... I got this certificate online and I figured people have been doing tooth extractions forever. So don't worry, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Best time of your whole life. We wouldn't sign up for that, but yet we sign up for that in marriage. We sign up for that in parenting without an education. So I think it's really important that the common denominator, the line in the sand is like, you don't have to have it all figured out. In mm -hmm. fact, what a lot of people, I think men and women are maybe a lot alike in this manner to where like, Parenting and marriage is so intimate and personal to me, and I want to do it so well, and I don't want anyone to see that I don't do it well. And if I need help with it, oh, I'm weak. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, a final analogy that I'll give is this. I interviewed uh, Frankie Edgar, um, UFC legend. He holds the most amount of minutes in the cage of any fighter. Wow. Now, if I were to go fight, fight Frankie without any training whatsoever, and he pummeled me, People be like, well, of course you got pummeled. What'd you expect? I right. didn't train for it. Right? Yeah. Yet, that's what we do when we go about marriage and parenting is we go into the cage without any training, without any structure, without any even like-minded people around us. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes get pummeled. Mm -hmm. Now, if I were to stack the odds in my favor, train for a full year in jujitsu and striking and all that other stuff, maybe I'd last 90 seconds instead of 10, mm -hmm. right? But it would give me a much better fighting chance and the chances of me at least defending a few shots, lasting a little longer, you know, against him, like I, my, my odds would be much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's such a practical piece. Any professional that we go to has years of training mm -hmm. or licensing or, you know, I mean, even a gun license or a hunting license you got to take an online course. You got to study. It is pass or fail. It's like, no, you don't get it yet. Try again mm. kind of thing. Um, so why, why, yeah. Why do, why do, why do we even think that, you know, because, well, I know why we're like, you know, 
high on oxytocin and what's that other love chemical phenylethylamine yeah, yeah. kind of thing. It's just flooding our brains like, oh, everything will be perfect. Right. But then shit hits the fan and we look at each other and blame each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about self-awareness. It's about actually, it's about preparing yourself. You know, you prepare to go on a trip. You prepare for an interview. You prepare for your day, your week, the dinner you're going to have, mm-hmm. you know? It's like anytime I've prepared for anything, my chances of success are exponentially higher, Mm -hmm. you know? So guys, women too, if you're struggling in marriage, if you're struggling in like even, and so side tangent, I say this to myself, my clients all the time. It's like, you have to fix you before you can fix your marriage, Mm -hmm. right? You can't pour from an empty cup. If you don't feel love for yourself, if you don't have self-confidence, if you don't feel solid in yourself, how the hell are you gonna like impart that to your kids? to your wife, to your husband, and to all the stuff that you do. So you have to find the healing first, mm-hmm. which get therapy, get a coach, do all this stuff, right? We Guys like us, people like us, we've done the work, and then, of course, we see the, the benefits. But there was a time when we didn't do that, and we're like, oh, what's going on? It's like that that awareness. Um, what uh, Who is it? I think Bob Proctor used to talk about um, an unconscious competent or a conscious competent mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, okay, you don't know what you don't know, but if you learn something or if you see something, if something is uh, given to you, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I need work on that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then go and do right. it because uh, it's always a choice too. Well, so then the next question is, when are you going to run your retreat where people get their marriage license? And when can I sign up? <laughs> that, I haven't done a couples one yet, but we do have the Dad Edge Summit coming up here in October. Tell mm-hmm. us all about it. Where is it at? So it's, What's it about? So it's October 21st, I'm sorry, 20th and 21st here in St. Louis, Missouri. We actually have an entrepreneur day. So uh, dedicate it's, uh, it's, that's going to be on the 19th. So uh, we have two, we actually, a lot of people don't know this. We have two different programs. We have Dadage Alliance, which is what I would like to call like, kind of like our nine to fivers, right? Our career guys that, mm-hmm. that do that program. And then we have a program for business owners called that Edge Accelerator, mm-hmm. which we, it's a deep dive into helping men run and scale their businesses. I'm not the coach for that. We have a coach for that. And then marriage, I'm the coach for that. And then parenting, and we have a coach for that. And uh, so we have, we're hosting uh, a day before the summit called the Entrepreneur Day. And so a lot of our guys who are in the Accelerator program are going to be there that day and we're inviting guests that mm-hmm. they can sign up for that day. So mm-hmm. if you're a business owner and you want to touch point and you want to you want to be around other like-minded men and we're going to help men create a plan for the rest of the year Mm -hmm. in in those three areas. Mm -hmm. And then the summit is all about leadership excellence. So men are going to walk away from the summit, learning three distinct skills as it pertains to leadership. And they're going to walk away with what's called a family operating system. Get out of town. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to help men design a family operating system that is personal to them. That's going to serve them and we're just going to give them the 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 environment, the the guardrails, uh, and the and the know how in order to do that. And that's where we're, where men can really be leaders. And and I I say that very carefully because, you know, I don't want you as a man. You're the leader in your family, mm-hmm. but you also take turns with your wife leading as well. Your wife needs to lead certain aspects of the family as well. Uh, and knowing what like my wife and I, we know our roles very very well where I lead extremely well, where she leads extremely well. And part of leadership is leading, but it's also being an effective follower Mm -hmm. as well and knowing that role. I'm just bummed that I'm not a man. I want to (laughs) go. So, uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. Did you say too bad? <laughs> too too bad. bad. I can go. Um, uh, I so I, I knew that this was coming up. I didn't know that it was exact those dates. And I think I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. So do I have do I have to be a member? No. Okay. No, not at all. No. Okay. I'm gonna come and hang out with you and other awesome guys in October because this is like the stars aligning for real. I'm part of another mastermind group. In fact, the same one that you used to be in, uh, uh, from Nashville. That one. Hey man. Yeah. Hey man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good to see you, hey, man. man. That's right, man, dude. I, Big A. You know. I, um, I would not be here if it wasn't for Big A. I love that man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. I'm he's one of my mentors, which is awesome. So yeah. we're we're having a breakout session in Branson, Missouri on the twenty second and twenty third. Oh. So what? Yeah. So I I'm saying I it now. I'm there. I'm gonna go to your thing and then I'll I guess drive to Branson. Branson is so freaking hard to get to. It's, <laughs> It's like, it it's is. like a million yeah, but, miles from everything. But anyway, um, so yes, uh, thank you for sharing that. One, oh, so two things. I want to be respectful of your time. I don't. <laughs> I'll talk all day. <laughs> That's awesome. Melanie's oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But tell me, tell me, um, what is your daily routine? Because uh, if, if if guys are anything like me, I love to hear what other successful kick-ass guys and women do on the daily because we can learn from that. So what is your, I mean, maybe... You know, I don't know. I'm not going to assume. Maybe you've slacked off since you're not training for the bodybuilding thing. But like when you're in the thick of it, like I'm day 23 on 75 hard and I feel like, hell yeah, I'm just in the zone right now. Right. Because that's what programs like that do to you. But what is your routine right now? So other guys can maybe emulate and grow from that. Sure. I can definitely map that out. So it's interesting. Um, Melanie, I think it was you that said it or maybe it was Seth. I apologize, but it was basically, um, planning, mm -hmm. right? Planning of helps avoid overwhelm, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My 16 year old is in a sophomore year of high school. And right now he's taking a lot of hard classes and he's like, I'm so overwhelmed. I was like, well, we need to, we need to sit down every Sunday and plan your week. Mm -hmm. look, look at the entire week. So, um, I actually, I actually, whoops, I actually use, um, one of these student notebooks alongside of him. So what I do is let me just start with Sunday really quickly. Sunday evening, I look at my entire week and I live and die by my digital ca calendar. But what I'll do is I'll sit down, look at my digital calendar and I'll fill in all the podcast episodes that I'm doing, the masterminds, the coaching or whatever I'm doing. I put those in there. Then what I do is I plan like, what are my weekly goals? By I ask myself this question, if I'm sitting at my desk and it's been a hell of a week, mission accomplished, what am I celebrating that I got done? Mm -hmm. So like, so if it's about a book, book launch, which I have a book launch coming up, if it's about another course that I'm creating, if it's about the summit or whatever, I, I literally input those things into my calendar, not only what they are, but when I'm doing them. And I stay rigorous to that. So my daily routine is this. I, I, get, I used to get up at 4 a.m. I don't do that anymore. I actually stopped doing that when I started training for the show with Mason. I get up at 6 uh, my daily routine is, is I, I do, um, Bible reflect, reflection every morning and I do some journaling and then I take Mason to school, um, at seven. Then I come back home and I'm on my, usually on my first call at eight o'clock and I do cardio at the same time I'm on, cause it's always team calls. I do my cardio at the exact same time. So I do cardio from eight to nine. Then I'm usually entrenched in either coaching uh, one-on-one -on -one clients facilitating masterminds or on podcasts until about three. Uh, then I usually do my weight training around three 30. 
come back home. I'm either the one cooking dinner or my wife is. We 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 plan that out too. Mm-hmm, Everything's mm-hmm. planned out. We know who's doing what and when. Um, we usually try to have dinner together as a family. And then we, uh, you know, it, it just depends. There are even certain goals. Like, so for instance, you know, I will identify one-on-one time with each of the kids. So like, and here's the other thing I do too. I gamify everything. Mm. So if I want to get five sessions of cardio in and five sessions of weight training, that's 10 points. Uh-huh. And I'm adding up points every day. If I want to spend one-on-one time with, with my 16-year-old twice this week, I gamify that. There's two points available for that. I played poker with him the past two nights. So that's two there. I wanted to spend some one-on-one time with my six-year-old this week. There's a point there. I'm doing that tonight. I'm taking him to soccer practice. I'm like, what do you want to do? It's a date night with me and you. I want to go Buffalo Wild Wings and I want to get new cleats. So we're going to go do that. <laughs> nice. So I gamify everything. And then at the end, at the end of on Saturday, Friday night or Saturday, I will add up my points. Mm. And here's the cool thing about when you ask about routine, when I am in the midst of making a decision of, do I do this or that? And this is where I think, oh, I don't feel like doing that. Mm -hmm. But when it's all planned out and it's gamified, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I was doing some intermittent fasting last Thursday. I had a 30 minute window between 4.30 and five. I could either do my cardio or I could eat because I didn't do my cardio that morning. And I was like, I don't want to not get my points. I'm going to go do that cardio. I can eat anytime tonight. I was starving. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I'm going to go do it. Now, if I had not gamified it or planned it, I would have just eaten. Yeah. So that's my routine. And to answer your question, so this is funny. I just decided yesterday that I'm actually going to compete one more time and I'm just going to do it on my own. Cause I'm, I'm actually literally the exact same body fat, the exact same weight that I was back in April. Like I have not changed a thing and I'm competing on September 24th. So I'm going to do it one more time. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm, I'm already, I'm already in show shape right. like right now. So I mm-hmm. might as well just go do it. Just get, you know, yeah, that's guys got to do hard shit. Yeah, you need a battle. We have to. Like, I mean, like um uh John Elridge, you know, you need a you need a you need something to save. You need a battle to win, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Tell because, me about your book though. Hold on. I'm cutting you right off yeah. because we are respecting his time. Yes. But uh listen to me. I was gonna jokingly say, What book are you writing and when does it come out? So what book are you writing and when does it come out? No, it was supposed to come out in the first part of September, but unfortunately the publishing company I went with went bankrupt. Blessing <gasps> in disguise. Mm. Oh. Blessing in disguise. So it's the it's all done. It's completely done. Edited, cover, everything. It was supposed to come out um literally in the beginning of September, September 6th, actually. Uh-huh. Uh so it's the pursuit of legendary fatherhood. That's Get the book. It's here. a big oh. it's a biggie. It's a biggie. Divide up into four sections. One is the current state, what men face. That's mm-hmm. the current state. Husband father, leader, mm. and 285 pages. Don't let this scare you. 85,000 words. Um, but I hired an agent um, and she is going to, I can't release the names of the publishing companies right. that are going to be sending us offers, but I should, it's unknown at this time, but I will know by the end of September, which publisher we're going with mm-hmm. and the release date, which hopefully will be around Thanksgiving at this point oh, now. That's so exciting. Yeah, that's well, awesome. we want you back on when that is yeah. And that comes well, out and we'll talk all about it. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll cry some more because that's my favorite. We'll promote the hell out of it. One, one last question. Yeah. What, what is bringing you jazz right now? I don't care what it is, but what is like, yeah, I've just got into this weird thing and it's awesome for now. What is that for you? Oh man. Uh, gosh, that's such a good question. I, I would say definitely, you know, working with 
an agent and and these big publishers like really that this is a whole new world for me so this mm-hmm. is kind of cool from a professional standpoint um the alliance is the biggest it's ever been you know we've got our live event coming up so that brings me a ton of excitement you know we're we're kicking things off at first form headquarters again sal for is going to be speaking Get out of here yeah, yeah so that sealed the deal like i'm a million percent oh going. i didn't know that Get out. yeah i had a feeling because yeah. i know that you do stuff with them so whatever that's gonna that's gonna happen but you know to be honest like I'm I'm really just um I'm just enjoying like I'm I really am enjoying raising my teenagers right now to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people dread the teenage years. I have loved them. Yeah. Loved them. Yeah. And uh but that's what's got me not to say that my 8-year-old and 6-year-old aren't great too, but I always had this perception once the kids are teenagers they're not going to want anything to do with us and they're going to be horrible and it's actually been quite the opposite. Yeah. Mm. It's, they really want to be around us. They really want to keep conversations going. Mm-hmm. And they're like these little kind of adults right now. And I just, I freaking love it. It's awesome. Same. It's awesome. like my favorite season so far. Yeah. It is so cool to have teenagers. So I love that you said it is. that. Yeah. Um, but thank you. I mean, listen, Larry, I've never wanted to be someone else more in my life. <laughs> I want to be you. Okay. <laughs> Can I grow up to be a man? <laughs> That's you. It's a joke. That, that it's would be not. rad. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate again how you show up for all of this and the the like the model that you set for dudes is just so rad. And I hope that every woman is as thankful for you as I am and that all the dudes listen. And that I, honestly, my desire for you is that your stuff just continues to blow up because what you're gotcha. doing is transformative. Mm-hmm. And I just really, really, really appreciate and respect you. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. So you guys go check out anything Larry does, Dad Edge Alliance, Dad Edge Mastermind stuff. Go. Or do you want to send people your way? Tell them where they go before we have to hang up. The DadEdge.com is where you find me on it. If you just Google the Dad Edge, everything will come up. So like Instagram and TikTok. I can't believe we're on TikTok, but like I don't manage that. We have a team that does that. We're on TikTok now. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you can find me on on social anywhere. Just my name's pretty unique and so is the dad edge so i'm not hard to find awesome awesome thank dude. you well again, thank man. you brother i'm excited to see you in october too so i got in, you in man. person so cool all right man i'll have my fake beard on <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's too weird so all right brother all right we'll talk to you soon have a man. Good day. all right talk soon all right Bye. later thanks for listening to anatomy of us this podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reva Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.